I had like a, a, a school group watching my show and I actually missed one of my shots. I had a late night and it flew into the audience <laughs> and I quickly ended the show and just like flustered packing my stuff away and um, uh, just trying to get off pitch as soon as possible. And a few minutes later, there's this schoolboy that comes with this suction cup arrow and he has like this big Justin Bieber fringe and like pulls it to the side and there's this <laughs> round oh <my> mouth. <laughs> lots of fun this is very new for me i haven't done something like this before but, uh, i'm good how are you guys ah so good so good so glad you're here with us i'm fat like i literally cannot like i think i i after i found you on tiktok which is um always weird to say by the way because it always feels like you shouldn't be watching people like even though that's the purpose of the whole thing but you're just like <laughs> you find somebody interesting and i literally like i was just scrolling through and you popped up on my um for you page or whatever and you yeah. were doing, um, I don't, what that, it was, a it was a backbend thing. And I swear, I like, I think I winced like, per, like, just <laughs> like, I was like that look, like, there's no way she's coming back from that. And you just did your thing and you were fully fine at the end of it. And I was like, I got to watch more. And I think I just spent like forever <laughs> scrolling through your shit. So it's, just, I don't know how you do it. It's incredible. Um, thank you. What was so you you were doing you were touring and doing this kind of stuff because that's one of the photos that we have up there now. Where are you in this photo? I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival performing as a street performer. Oh my god, that is so <laughs> fucking cool! And you're shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have um. Sorry, before the pandemic, I was traveling around Australia and the UK. I did a few festivals and street performing at shows. So I have a 40 minute show where I'm mic'd up and I carry my amp and all my equipment in my suitcase and go around to the festival run. And um, yeah, in that particular shot, I brought out an audience member to hold out like a Perspex glass. Oh I have my, my suction cut arrows and I'm like aiming it uh, as they're holding it up in front of their face. And it's this grand moment. And I was so stoked to get that shot because it really encapsulates sorry, the show. It's an incredible yeah. shot. Wait, so you're, you were, how, you were that confident to just grab a stranger out of the audience and fire an arrow at their head? Oh, my aim um, is pretty oh, good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of practice, but. Oh, that's fantastic. I would, I'd be scared fucking shitless. Like, I, I wouldn't trust John to shoot an arrow with me with his hands. <laughs> 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 I don't blame you, dude. I wouldn't either, to be quite honest. <laughs> like the only the only thing I've ever shot at anybody is in a video game. So I don't blame you. I, <laughs> I feel like that's the safest bet uh, you could make there. That's I love that you have that yeah. level of confidence. Oh, I mean, it's a it's a lot of it's a bit of pressure because if you miss, um, it's not like you're just firing it into the woods or into the abyss. Like there's people there, there's audience yeah. behind the guy holding the target. So it's like you're either going to hit the guy if you miss, or you're going to hit the the audience, the paying right. people. Oh my god, that is that's amazing. Do you have a plan B? Like, if you do hit somebody, do you have a guy waiting with a car running? Like, get the fuck out of here! Ah! <laughs> oh my goodness, I've actually missed uh, one shot in my career as a street performer wow. uh, with my suction cup arrows. I was performing in Leicester Square in London, and mm. um. Usually the school kids uh, from the area or whatever do their little uh, tours and they watch the street performers and go to the m, &M world and whatever. I had like a, a, a school group watching my show and I actually missed one of my shots. I had a late night and it flew into the audience <laughs> and I quickly ended the show and just like flustered packing my stuff away. And um, 
uh, just trying to get off pitch as soon as possible. And a few minutes later, there's this schoolboy that comes with this suction cup arrow and he has like this big Justin Bieber fringe and like pulls it to the side and there's this <laughs> round oh <my> mark. <laughs> Wow. Did you get out a pen and we were like, I'll sign it, but let's just get it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I was so flustered. Luckily he took it well, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a few people that saw that, witnessed that that shot. That is incredible. How do you know? I mean, did like did you see somebody else doing the arrow thing and you're like, I'm gonna try it? Because I can't imagine ever in my life going, Yeah, I'm gonna back bend and try to shoot an arrow with my feet. Like, just, it's not something that comes up in my, like, I don't even cut my own hair successfully. You know what, I mean? like, what it looks like, like, I don't, like, I don't trust myself to do that. And you're like, I'm gonna backbend, grab an arrow. Like, how did that come about? Um, well, it was honestly just a natural progression from contortion and handstands. At the time, wow. um, I was 17 and doing a solo act and I was performing that at a lot of corporate gigs and just entering into the arts scene. Mm -hmm. And yeah, usually as like a performer, you need more than one axe to be employable. You know, you need to be able to perform yeah. and be multi-skilled. Um, and I'm definitely not gonna pretend like I had this grand idea or it just came to me through a dream. <laughs> like it's, it's, it was kind of a skill that's been done for many, many years. And uh, I mean, everyone kind of copies each other on the internet anyways. So mm -hmm. you grab inspiration from people and yeah. I've got my own twist on the trick and how I present it. But yeah, right. it was just like can purely uh, seeing someone on the internet and copying it. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us what the twist is or do you like to save that for people that come to the show? Um, I mean, the skill itself is uh, pretty much uh, the same as every foot archer. I do it on canes. Um, mm. But I think as a circus performer, what stands out for my act is my presence and my confidence and the way that yeah. I talk and interact with the crowd. And like that's what makes my show different to the other foot archer that doesn't speak in her show or um, presents herself differently. And yeah. I do, I did notice that through your TikTok videos, yeah. you are very funny and you have a very kind of natural cadence and stage presence. Like your confidence kind of shows through as far as just not only the tricks, but like, you know, in your voice and performing and stuff like that too. Is that a natural thing or did you have to develop that over time? Um, it was definitely something that I developed because mm. I spent um, I mean, 20 years of my life um just being a silent act and i didn't speak on stage and wow i wasn't really uh talking a lot in my show but when i wanted to get into street performing that's that's kind of where i started learning to interact and to give myself a voice and expand other that's than just cool. being like the silent bendy girl <laughs> you know the like eye candy i guess it's been it's been a really interesting journey you know, because it's like I had to deal with um, hecklers in my street show and mm -hmm. uh, be able to like stand my ground and have a voice. And um, yeah. yeah, street performing really gave me a lot of new, interesting skills that have been awesome translating into this online space. I was going to say, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I would yeah. love to hear one of the heckle stories. Like, well, give I, I was, that's a good segue too, because I was going to say, I feel like you dealing with people in real life because helps you because I've seen you kind of handle people on the internet really well too like anybody in your comments and stuff like that to you because I went through those so you seem to have a good handle on like shutting people down which is did that like Tom said do you have like a good heckle story I mean nothing worth mentioning but you just get like everything under the sun called out at you like mm. um, I suppose it's a bit like the internet there's people commenting on every part uh, of your body how you act um, Jesus like just the way that you look Mm -hmm. And it's very similar in uh, street performing. Like I'd just be doing my show and someone would point out, oh, like you haven't shaved your armpits in a few days or like just something <laughs> stupid. And it's like, Jesus like what do you mean? Like That's this is just so unnecessary. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They do realize you're holding. They do, they do realize you're holding a weapon when you're doing that, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's I feel so like you would be the last so person funny. i'd want to heckle uh <laughs> literally yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, no prep me well for the internet though definitely uh, yeah yeah 
Um, when did you first start doing this? When did you real like when it when when did you realize you were able to bend this way? Um, I started off with rhythmic gymnastics when I was oh. seven, and like most kids, pretty flexible. But mm -hmm. uh, I just spent like twelve years of my life training um, and doing this sport. Yeah. Um, so I really can't remember never not being able to. Uh, sit on my own head or uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, being able to bend, you know? Just, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, I guess, if you're starting out when you're in like in gymnastics. Like, does, is being like double jointed the same thing or not at all? Um, I don't know. It's one of those loose terms that I'm not really sure. Like, mm. uh, is like a thing, double jointed, hypermobile. Like, I think just everyone to some degree is capable of being more flexible than they are. And, um, I mean, I've done some teaching and I've seen many, many bendy kids and uh, sometimes they lose it. And, um, I, I cannot yeah. bend at all anymore. Like I used to be, so when I was a kid, this is by the way, something you probably should never do. But when I was a kid, I don't know how I figured out I could do it, but I used to be able to hold my hands behind my back and throw mm -hmm. them over my shoulders without letting go. That's and so uh, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, but it was a thing that my friends used to ask me to do all the time. And I'd be like, absolutely. Not realizing I'm like tearing my rotator cuff every fucking time. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend that actually does that. But it's called bone breaking. It's like a form of dance. Wow. Where they, he, he puts his arm and it'll go straight across from oh. here, but straight across there. And when he's doing it, he's got a decent amount of parts in like zombie movies. And right. like he'll he'll play a lot of that or, or break dancing competitions. And it is crazy it's wow. like, there's no way that could be taught because i'm like i could not even fathom my body so right some of the stuff we see you doing too shannon is pretty crazy like if i could get john to do <laughs> this yeah yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say i love that she said that what i like she's like that's so disgusting and i'm like, <laughs> like the stuff you do is like crazy like if, if, honestly if if I were you, I would be scaring the shit into my friends every Halloween, like walking down the stairs backwards and upside down. Like, yes. Have you ever done that? <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely capable of doing it. I really want to go to like a shopping center and dress up as the up in the ring and like start running around scaring people. But yeah, I've got the moves, just need the costume, really. Oh, I would pay to fuck it. Let me be there. Come to the United States and do that. I'll, we'll go with a camera crew. It'll be amazing. I would love that, yeah. Oh, that is fucking hysterical. So that's <laughs> that's awesome that you started out when you were younger and stuff. How did you wind up? Do you, do you remember, like, your first paid gig? Um. Yes, yes. Oh, I did so many free gigs before I did, did pay gigs. Oh, all the charity. Oh, I, oh, my God, that's so bad. I can't believe I just said that. All the charity work. God. <laughs> Um, that was oh, the most so honest horrible. moment I think we've had on this show in 50 something episodes. It's just the I, dude, I fucking feel you. I'm doing a charity gig in uh, probably not after I say this, but uh, on the on the 18th of September, and I keep looking at the date like I'm interrupting my own vacation to do this shit. I don't. Why am I doing that? And for, such, no, for like, no. and they always sucker you into like less money. That you know what I mean. Where even if they do pay you, which is rare. They're like, but it's for charity. So do you want it? And you're like, fuck, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll save the fucking children again. It's all on me. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. Some some charity gigs are, are great fun, but it's the situations where, like, uh, there might be an event and it's like, oh, there's really no real reason for there to be a foot archer. <laughs> like throw you into the most like random situations yeah <laughs> yeah it was um it was a good experience um learning how to uh perform yeah oh, dude, we've, gig. yeah we've done charity we've done charity gigs where like literally they have no idea how to introduce the comic so it'll be for like you know some guy died in the line of duty and then the person running the event will go through like a montage of his life with his wife and kids and then like and now <laughs> dick jokes by john and you're like the fuck? <laughs> What am I gonna do now? I don't know. I'm like, hey, sorry. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the salad. <laughs> really, really sad what happened to Frank. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, oh goodness, that's hilarious. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just um, so anyway, yeah, your first paid gig. <laughs> yeah, well, I started doing um rhythmic gymnastics did that for twelve years, and then kind of grew out of the competition side. Just realized that I was super flexible, and I loved being in front of a crowd. Like when I was younger, I have. Uh, footage from competitions of me like ending my routine and blowing kisses into the crowd and like really like having that audience um interaction quite an early age yeah um definitely feeding off it um so it was kind of the natural progression to keep performing even though I didn't want to compete anymore Mm -hmm. um so when I was 16 I was taken under the wing by Ben Nicolodi, who's a seventh generation circus performer, and Marissa Burgess. She was the longest standing member of the Moulin Rouge. Wow. And they wow. created, yeah, she was the leading lady for 17 years. Holy so, shit, that's incredible. Incredible woman. And they created this act for me and bought me a bow and created a table. And they really like um, spent so much time, so many extra hours giving me like free privates and like developing my act and getting me ready to start performing. Cause I mm-hmm. think that they saw like um, something in me that wanted to, that really like had the desire and the will to perform. And I was really grateful to have that guidance and get me started uh, performing. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, when I was like 16, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, th- there, I was gonna say, how much time is it like, um, just on like I don't I don't know if self care is the right term, but like so you you do all this stuff. Obviously, you have to keep your body in amazing shape, and the bending and stuff is whatever. But how much time do you spend healing, making sure you're well enough to do this kind of stuff? Is it is it more time spent on that than it is the actual performing, or would you say it's equally balanced? Um, I think. Uh, how I allocate my training definitely uh, changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will spend more time like maintaining my body and getting my strength up or training particular tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think recently as I've been working more online, I've been spending more time in like the creative process, like developing mm-hmm. new apps and trying out different skills. And um, yeah, I think over time it changes, but people always ask me how long do you have to train for? Um I think I stretch for maybe like minimum an hour a day, but I consider training to be like, um, well, I think my whole like life revolves around it. It's um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like eating healthy and um, training yoga if I need to meditation creation. Um, Yeah. I've seen the, the, um, sounds so lame. (laughs) No, 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 it's not at all. No, it's fascinating because I mean, that that's all part of the process. It's like how, like, I've seen some of the videos that you post about what you eat and you do eat incredibly eat way healthier than I do. Um, but you do, you do eat like, you know, uh, specific foods and it's fascinating to see like what you have to do to maintain that kind of like, it, it just the stretching part of it. Like ha- I'm still like, as I'm talking to you, I'm just looking at this archer pose, like, like the back thing. Like, like I just, it's, it's, in, it's crazy to know yourself well enough to know like, yeah, my back can bend at this angle and only this angle without breaking, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing that you have that kind of control. Yeah. Is there anything super dangerous that you've like, um, that you felt like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this, like going into, you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like you're always trying to up your game. Right. Um, is there, is there one <laughs> particular thing where you were like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, Not really. I definitely know my uh, limits of my body and sometimes I surprise myself and that'll set like a new standard or I'll be working towards something. But if I've ever had any uh, uh, issues with my training or performance, it's like just been in the moment and it's come as a uh, a spur of the moment kind of thing. Like I was performing on stage one day and um, it's the only time that I've really ever been uh, injured and I was just like not in the moment. I was thinking about a million other things and I like went to do like a really simple move and like popped my kneecap out on stage. Oh, wow. So it's like everyone thought it was a part of the act though. They're like, this contortion is just really good. <laughs> <laughs> like popped it back in. And <laughs> Holy shit. <So laughs> wow, you put it back on yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It popped out when I was like facing the audience and I like turned. 
back <laughs> towards um, the sound guy and like popped back in. I am super so, impressed. Yeah. I've actually popped my kneecap off before and oh. it was the most, I've broken bones and both were football yeah. injuries. My kneecap was more wow. painful than my broken leg. I cannot believe you put it back in. Yeah. I, I don't think I was man enough to put it, to, to just grab it and push it back on. <laughs> my whole leg was just firing muscles. And it was killing me. I, you have, you have an, Un- unknown amount of respect for me to be able to be like, all right, show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god! I, I've I've been on stage and like accidentally, you know, as an amateur, hit myself in the face with a mic and been like, I'm gonna call the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel up to it anymore. Um, that's in that's wildly impressive. I went. It's funny that you say you had broken bones and you popped the kneecap out. The, I think the worst thing I've ever had. I used to run track in high school, not to brag, and uh, but I had uh, it's not a brag. Uh, it's uh, but I had like shin splints or whatever. But I was at the uh, doctor's recently, and there was a new one, and they were going through the list, and they were like, "All right, have you ever uh, any any heart problem?" I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Any broken bones?" I'm like, "Nope." They're like, "Any surgeries?" I'm like, "Nope." And she was basically just like. Are you alive? I don't understand how you made it this far. <laughs> I'm like, do, you, do you live in a bubble? Do you yeah, live in a bubble? I know. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, woman. Like, don't jinx me. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> just trying to live here. I bike every day. <laughs> I don't want to get into an accident. What you didn't know is she was actually Mrs. Glass. So she's looking for <laughs> she's looking for the unbreakable one. That is you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really? No scrapes and bruises. <laughs> They're trying to inject me with needles. They're all breaking. They're like, the fuck's wrong with him? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> oh man. So that's so you have you been kind of like I mean I know you can't go out and do shit anymore but what's it like in Australia now are you able to go back out are you still are you comfortable now doing stuff online? Um, we actually just got out of lockdown. Um, oh, you did! Oh, congrats. congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> we're just going we're gonna... back into ours. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, it's very challenging. Yeah. Um, honestly, not much has changed. I'm a bit of a a, a hermit at times. <laughs> Like, oh, I've been out of lockdown for three days and I haven't left the house. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I feel you, man. <laughs> um, I'm in that same boat. Yeah, no, it's been pretty fun. Oh, this just like, uh, yeah, I've been pretty immersed in the, the TikTok space recently. Like, my brain's been going overdrive. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're crushing it on you know? there. Yeah. Yeah, you it's seem awesome. to have a real knack to like to get that that stuff across and through and stuff. And, um, all the super like it, people don't realize how much of a skill it is not only to be able to do what you do, but also to be able to figure out and manage and edit video and cut it in a way and get the right. Mm-hmm. And, like all of that is 10 times more work than any performer mm-hmm. is doing beforehand. You know, it's insane. Yes, it's very, um, it's very different. It's been a, a new experience, a new learning curve. I haven't, I've never really cared much about social media. No. Like, ever and now all of a sudden it's like uh, yeah. very central to my life at the moment like oh got uh, 400,000 people watching me I should probably figure this one out <laughs> yeah I know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you're like oh, now I gotta fucking work um, <laughs> no but I, I know what you mean too because like as a comedian I've never cared much about other people but now I'm talking to people every day I'm just kidding. That's rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. No, it's, <laughs> I've never really had empathy. No, uh, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> You're so stupid. Trying to right. I'm just saying I've never really approached other people in a way that was ever human. Um, it's just amazing, though, too. I, I just I, it's it's like I said, it's incredible. Do you have a um, you performed like in different countries and stuff like that, too? Like you said, um, do you have a favorite place that you love to go? Like the travel must be awesome. Um, yeah, well, I feel like I was just starting my career when COVID hit, to be honest. I only oh. just uh, traveled. I finished school. I did some work around Australia. And then after that took off and yeah, within a year I was back here and in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of all the places I've traveled, um, I think my favorite place is Adelaide in Australia. Oh, nice. Um, really? Yeah. Have you been? No, I've never been to Australia because you guys have a lot of things that I feel like would kill me if I went to <laughs> Australia. I've seen the internet. I've seen the bugs 
and and the jacked kangaroos that are like ripped as fuck. Um, yeah. you know, you got a bow and arrow that you're shooting to people, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't with feel her feet. with her feet. <laughs> I don't feel particularly welcome in Australia. Um, no, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to go uh, to Australia one day. I think it'd be awesome, but I've never I've never gotten the opportunity. Not yet. I hear they have a great comedy scene there. Um, that you guys really love yeah. comedy and love to laugh and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of. So there's obviously not the same like festival scene as overseas, but um, mm. yeah, there's definitely like comedy festivals and our fringe in Adelaide is um, the reason why I love it so much. Um, yeah, I'm a big yeah. big fan of the fringe season. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to get out. I'm gonna have to get out there. I'm just terrified of the. Uh... It's actually funny. I'm not really terrified of it, but I know they're there. The giant spiders, man. I've seen like yeah. you guys have some abnormal, like they're pets over there, right? Oh, I don't know. I've never been like a huge fan of spiders. It's just kind of uh, just uh, stay a little bit ignorant, but I know they're around because once every so often. <laughs> I love how you're looking <laughs> around out of nowhere. Like, oh, they're here. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Like, oh, you know what I do? You know what I really want to see, and I don't know how common they are out there. And I feel you're like this is about me, by the way. Stop with your animal shit. Uh, <laughs> like, you guys have those amazing, gigantic. Um, uh, what are they? Flying bats? Oh no, flying foxes, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I do I want to see one. So, are they everywhere or not really? Um, I can't say I've seen one in a while. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually can't remember the last time I've seen one since I was like a child. Maybe I'm probably just like not looking hard enough. <laughs> You're like but... since I was a child, and one carried me off. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would, I would love, I would kill to see one of those. And then, Glenny, yeah, would yeah, it's um, fans definitely. Uh, well. Oh then... yeah, we got some fans of yours asking questions. Um, how did Glastonbury compare to Australian festivals? Um, wow. Glastonbury was probably one of my favorite um, festivals that I've done. Um, well, it's just different. I've never been in a place with so many people at once before. Yeah. So Glastonbury, oh, no. obviously like the scale is huge. I think it takes like 10 hours to cross from one side of the festival to the other. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Have you guys been? Wow. No, but now I really no. want to go. 10 um, hours to cross the festival. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's huge. So you um, literally cannot yeah, be like, late to a game. Well, I really there. love Glastonbury. Pardon? Oh, sorry. I sorry. feel like we're on a, we're, I think we're on a, yeah, we're on a delay probably. Uh, I said, I feel like you can't be late to a gig there. Oh no, you turned into a robot. Oh no, did I? Fuck. He does that sorry. every Sorry. <laughs> Hello. The, <laughs> the, I do every now and again. The internet is going down on her end. Uh, I think. Okay. I think I can hear you now. Okay, cool. I'll be back. Cool. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, of course, I didn't have any internet issues until 10 minutes before trying to sort this out. <laughs> That's how it usually it's goes. Yep. It's dystopia curse. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, usually it's me on my end. Usually I'm the one who disappears <laughs> and then no one can find me. Uh, do we have another question from one of our guests? Um, not, no, just a lot of hellos. People um, how did Gustin be? Oh, yeah, the Glastonbury thing compared it. Yeah, you were saying that it's a 10-hour uh, trek between the two places. No, she said to get across the festival. Oh, to get across the yeah, festival? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is yeah, that um, walking on your hands, or that's actually on your feet? <laughs> it was like a... a... <laughs> oh, I'd be so ripped if I could do that on my hands. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Oh, it was um, very muddy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty wild weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. So a lot of late nights. They have yeah a lot of cool installations. They built like a, a pier at the festival, like one that would usually go on water and like filled it with like carnival rides and stuff, mm -hmm. just like on the middle of the the, the hill reserve, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's just <laughs> wild things. Very um, lots of people. Oh wow, um, a little Do bit crazy that weekend but very fun <laughs> anyways <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite like is there a favorite trick that you like to do in your act that you can't wait to get to that usually just kind of blows the audience away um 
Favorite trick, favorite trick. Um, I have like favorite jokes in the show, but I like Ooh. the foot archery. It's become like muscle memory at this point. Nice. So it's like I get through the, the hard part, the talking of the show, and then it's like, oh, it's time. <laughs> it was time. Nice. Do it. Yeah. I have to I see now I'm sure yeah. I won't make you do them here because I know what it's like when people are like, tell your joke. Um, but uh I really want to go see one of your shows now so I can fucking hear the jokes too, because that's I love that shit. That's gonna be amazing. Um I <laughs> I feel like with I feel like with that kind of an audience around you, I mean, is there certain things like you said you had um I can't I'm sorry, I forget her name, but the uh the woman from Cirque du Soleil, did they like train you a way to shut out the audience and stuff? Because like having that many people around you, is it distracting to you at all? Or are you just used to it by now, or, or is there a way you shut them off? Um, for like street performing? Yeah. Um I was taught um uh a lot of not taught. I suppose my first street show was kind of curated by the Space Cowboy. Uh, oh, do you know no Shane? Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're good friends. I do a lot of work for him. Oh. And he uh, kind of uh, took me out there on the street for my first street show. Before then, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of uh, walk-by. So I just brought out this table and was just like waving at people with my feet and collecting tips with my toes and I was oh doing that God. for a while That's awesome. and then um <laughs> met Shane and he's like oh you should be uh putting together an act a show and um yeah he wrote out my first kind of script and uh, gave me my first mic and speaker and he was sitting on the back of pitch like uh telling me lines to say and I'd like turn back to him and then so to say them out to the audience and it was mm -hmm. a very like lengthy process and quite an embarrassing one too um mm -hmm. but I yeah learnt uh, I guess the beginning of my street show with Shane um, that's awesome yeah. is your family do your family and friends come out to see you perform and stuff like that too is it weird for like you know the, like when you know somebody in the audience um, honestly, uh, none of my parents or anyone from my family have seen, uh, anyone of my street shows. Wow. Um, they don't never. really like, never, never. It's kind of like this mystery. Like, what do you mean? This girl uh, makes a living collecting tips. She works on the corner. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, they just don't understand what you actually do. They're like, no, I don't want to see my daughter do that. <laughs> no oh my god it's so uh, oh it's so funny. funny i just yeah i think it's just um if you don't really come from like an arts background it's hard to explain yeah, and, uh, particularly where um i grew up uh, there's not really like a great street performing pitch there a lot of a lot of street performers work there but they're the older guys they're um, able to like handle themselves well this area is very much like uh, surface paradise is kind of known for being a little bit loose, um, right. having a lot of like drinking and fighting stuff, like just like not the best place for a young girl to be <laughs> in tight clothing, shooting bows and arrows, you know? Sure. Um, so they haven't really been uh, able to come see any of my shows. I've always done them at like more festival seasons or when something's on and have like gotcha. a different crowd to just like raw street. Yeah. 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 If it makes you feel any better. My family doesn't understand what I do either. Like, really, you're just going to make fun of people for the rest of your life and <laughs> make people oh. feel bad about themselves and <laughs> talk about politics and shit. And that's what you're going to do. <laughs> talk about yeah, dating and shit. Like, oh, maybe, I don't know. I thought I'd be Kevin. Kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> thought I'd give it a shot. Better than working at a bank. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Right? It's like anything but anything but a fucking like I would rather I would live on the I'd rather live on the street than fucking do like normal shit any like that's just not uh, like I've had would did you ever have a real uh, like a regular job? Um I've tried. It seems like <laughs> such a privileged thing to say. Um I hear you. I get it. I was um yeah, I was working at uh KFC for four years. <laughs> Wow, KFC in Australia. I was a vegan, yeah. I was a vegan working at KFC, but like I was just doing it for the money and just like somehow just like managed to shut out uh, every yeah. moral compass, every thought. And then one day, I was just at work and I thought, oh, I'm gonna drive an hour away to the street performing pitch and I'm gonna set up a table <laughs> and I'm gonna, uh, yeah, ask for tips from people. And I made like a month's worth of wage street performing. Like wow. my KFC gig compared, it was just like it was obviously just like a lucky night that that happened. Right. I was obviously working like casual, but it was a big deal for me, and I like quit on the spot, you know. 
Yeah. Like, There's no way that I'm doing this. How great is it when you can fucking quit one of those jobs and just be like, I, yeah. I'm better than all of you and I never have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good it feeling. does like make me think, like, where did that thought come from? Like, to, I was to- just like in school and I was like working this monotonous job for four years and then all of a sudden out of thin air this idea comes which like changes the course of my existence yeah (laughs) i feel you man i'm not one to like buy into any of that kind of but it almost feels like it is like divine intervention to a certain extent where something just gets stuck in your brain and you're just like yeah i'm not gonna do any of the normal shit and i don't know what it's gonna take but i'm gonna try my like every job i've had and I had a lot of jobs when I started out doing stand-up, a lot of full-time jobs, and then eventually just part-time jobs or whatever. And then before I could just quit and do whatever. Um, KFC in Australia, K for kangaroo. Uh, <laughs> Sandable. <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is weird. A weird concept to have Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is it like ironic Kentucky Fried Chicken out in Australia where they're like, <laughs> Americans are more... Uh, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of weird when you have those jobs. Like I remember, God, I remember fucking working at a Starbucks for like two. I lasted two fucking weeks. Two, you look a bit like a barista. Two. <laughs> got the hipster look to you. First of all, how fucking dare you? Second of all, <laughs> I hate that you're not wrong right now. <laughs> like, it's, like it's a little, it was a good, it was a good dig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very observant this, this is the first it's not original <laughs> this is the first time it's the first time in a year and a half that i've actually been like i'm shaving my fucking head uh, <laughs> i don't want to do that at all um yeah no but i did i did work there for two weeks and they were like they made you keep a journal like a diary of uh the coffee that you tasted there as an experience. And I'm like, you do realize you make like five fifty a fucking hour, right? Like, like <laughs> no one here is getting paid enough to keep a diary. Like, can't we all just agree that this is horse shit and we should just be selling this garbage to people and <laughs> trying to make it through the day? And they were like, no, your career here. And I'm like, career? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, Thank God they didn't make Cannon take a journal of all the chicken she ate. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly was a vegan. this one oh my god this one tastes like sadness <laughs> this one <laughs> this one tastes like murder <laughs> this one <laughs> oh fucking brutal <laughs> oh god never uh, again do you get like I'm assuming you said you're a bit of a hermit at this point, but I mean I'm sure you've been to parties and like social gigs or whatever. Do you do you get asked to do a lot of tricks for people where you're like, yeah, uh, pay me, or or do you, or are you like, all right, I'll hang from the chandelier, like give me a minute. Well, she does the pay me with her foot. She's like, tip me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> around her back. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, I mean, it's just like it's just like super uh different i i don't want to sound like uh i i feel like a bit snobby saying this but like it's just super different to when you're hanging out with like people that you went to school with to when you're at like an arts festival and everyone is an artist or works in that world and like kind of has like an understanding of things people are a bit more like free with their ways of thinking or like sometimes i've hung out with people back from school and it's like, oh, you still think that way or like the perspective is different. Yes. Um, Let's shit so on normal now people. now that like all of my friends are on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like, oh my God, that's so bad. But it's, I don't know. I just don't find that like, yeah, I don't know. I guess like connection is the thing that we're all after and the people that I connected with to the most are on the other side of the world. So it's like, mm. I'm not going to. Um, just go to parties or hang out with people just for the sake of being around company. You know, I'm going to yeah, yeah. wait until I find that connection, whether it be through the arts community or through like another common interest. And then mm-hmm. like, yeah, but it I'm is- definitely not the like uh, 21 year old party animal uh, no, I hear you. right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, it makes sense. And it is kind of funny because I feel like even through the pandemic and like getting to know everybody, um, Cause Tom and I, like we started like talking to people, like we have a, a friend of ours, Justin Gonzalez, who's an opera singer. And, you know, he used to tour all over the place and, you know, he, he does 
um, you know, shows locally now or whatever, too. But, uh, you know, we we had these conversations where we actually liked talking like we just understood each other and what we were going through way more than like anybody working day jobs and stuff or anybody that wasn't in the mm -hmm. performing arts. And I, and it's kind of funny because I just said like shit on normal people, but like that is like the, you know, it not to say shit on them, but like they, they really just don't understand any of the stuff. And it's kind of weird that through mm -hmm. social media, we've had to like kind of let them in, but to a certain extent mm -hmm. where like they think they have more of a say over who we are and what we do than they should. Mm -hmm. And it's a really weird thing where you're like, no, like we let you in because we, you know, want your money. But we, uh, <laughs> but we, but we really, we don't need your advice on like everyday shit. Like we're fine. Mm -hmm. um, we can cut all that mm -hmm. out too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's live now, but it does disappear until I put it back up. So, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fun. No. Yeah. yeah. It's You're just... like, there goes my business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about oh we trim that for her 400,000 normal people that like to watch what she does? No, it's fine. Oh we will. God. We absolutely will. We'll leave that out. It's <laughs> just like, oh my God, how can I, what can I say? It's totally just like a compatibility thing. Like, yes. Like the person, the thing, like, I suppose when I was like in school, I didn't really like have too many close friends. Cause I mean, it's like you've got all of these people and you're just like putting a room together and it's like, you're either going to be compatible or you're, you're not. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I haven't exactly had that like compatibility with people, even though you're just like stuck with the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It is kind of funny. Like even in like my friend and I were talking about that recently where you're like, it's, you find the best people though, sometimes out of environments where you don't necessarily want to be. So like, mm. it's, it's weird that like when you're in school, that's like, I mean, I have friends that I've had for years just because, you know, we were, you know, uh, stuck in a room that was like, you know, super small. And there were a lot of you there. And at least three of you never wanted to be there. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you, you kind of bond with those kind of people. And I feel like it's the same way with performers too, is that you all have that kind of shared experience of like wanting something more and kind mm -hmm. of like, like you said, you had that kind of like nugget in your head where you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do something different with my life. Mm. Um, totally. And that like more, um, I think is uh, different for everyone. You know, yeah. like some people want, um, like that family yeah. vacation. Some people want, yeah, different things. Yeah, some people like, want. I'm not be... shitting on anyone for wanting different things. No, no, not at all. I am. Want. This is all me, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that to people. <laughs> Don't worry, Shannon. I'm not associated with John on his burning bridges segments. I'm totally. I am. I am the Switzerland of dystopia tonight. Yes. <laughs> My my whole thing is my whole thing is I mean I don't I don't burn bridges a lot but if I do burn them I know how to swim so I'm fine. <laughs> that's that's my attitude towards the whole thing is I I learned how to swim. That's um, the quote that should be your meme by the way. It should be my people. meme. That yeah, should be your meme. We'll cut that out and plaster it everywhere and I'll never fucking work again. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um do you <laughs> so i know like you said like from a young age that this is kind of what you want to do but i'm always interested to see like outside of this like what are your other like because everybody's got a little bit um you know like for me like i've always been fascinated by music i wish i could play an instrument i have some you know i'm not great at it or whatever but like for for most of the things like i feel like all comedians kind of secretly want to be rock stars and all rock mm. stars kind of secretly want to be comedians is there any other kind of field that you're like oh man i i, I would love to try playing an instrument or doing stand-up or anything like that, like or writing. I heard all contortionists want to be accountants. <laughs> want to be accountants. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There, there is something to be said for crunching those numbers and killing yourself at 35. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing like opening a skyscraper window and ending it all. <laughs> or just catching a net and then being tossed back into another window and you're like, oh, I guess I work in this department now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know this was an oh, iPhone factory. <laughs> oh, it's so brutal. Oh, oh my god. god. But yeah, but yeah, what else are you? I mean, like, what are your other, like, do you have any other interest in stuff like that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like still elements that I want to explore as a performer. I think, um, I mean, I obviously love being a contortionist and, um, 
uh, doing the foot archery act, but I've been experimenting with uh, balloon twisting and like elements of clowning. And I'd love to one day nice. wow. play the heart with my toes and like create like a more variety show. Oh my and, God. Uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, work with my audience and try. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, dream of like having my own little show where I've got like all these really random segments. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Like Matt, would you do, would you ever do any magic? <laughs> yeah. 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 I've got a, a great magic trick for you now. If you want to see. Yes, please. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I've got this magic scarf. Mm -hmm. okay. Watch as I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Why does she do it? Yeah. Why does she do it? I don't know. It'd be hilarious if you just ripped the internet cable out of the wall. <laughs> Segment ends. I was sure she was going to click to leave. <laughs> she was too. I was like, what a bold well, exit. Well played. Yeah. Call, called me a hipster like 40 minutes into the show and then fucking exited the whole thing. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that you came prepared. Oh with God! That. Uh, I, thank I you. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit nervous. I definitely didn't plan on doing that, but <laughs> it's coming up. There you are. I'm, I'm up for any other tricks you want to show. I, yeah. I'm. That was. I loved every minute of that. Oh my God! I saw you. Did you? How did? So thank how you. do you do the thank swallowing you. the balloon thing? Are you allowed to reveal your tricks? Because I saw you do that oh, in a. TikTok thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, obviously swallow the balloon and then it gets a point into your stomach where the stomach acid will actually melt the balloon. And then I'm sorry, yeah, get the fuck like out of here. No, it does. Is, is yeah. that really it? Yeah. <laughs> Glenny Boy just said when you swallow <laughs> the balloon during the show, what does the balloon end up getting? <laughs> I didn't even I'm know he said that. 12 to 24 hours later, a bit like a poodle. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. So fucking, I have no idea if she's fucking with us. <laughs> like, I feel like such a child right now because I'm like, is that really how it's done? I could just... That's impressive. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it lay there. John's like, when you take your thumb off and put it over here. <laughs> Does does it bleed? <laughs> uh, I feel like that. I'm just genuinely mystified by these tricks. I don't know. You know, oh, maybe uh, so oh, that is hilarious. No, I love that you had that answer ready to go. That was fucking great. I'm like, I'm like tearing up no, over. I'm, I'm so glad. I get asked a lot. Yeah. Oh, that is, yeah. You're you're like that's a really stupid question, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no the balloon tricks are good i have a friend who's a clown uh which is never a sentence that's ever been uttered out loud but uh i <laughs> with any sense of pride um nobody used to he used to do that kind of shit i used to go on caricaturing gigs with him because i used to you know draw people or whatever and i sucked at it but i mean he was really good at it because he would add like color and shit and i used to do like i could do it pretty quickly but i never gave it like the floristers and shit you know it was where i did an at&t thing one time like a corporate event and uh it was a bunch of old white people and i gotta tell you when you're not that great of a caricaturist a lot of old white people look exactly the fucking same <laughs> John just kept drawing a stick figure. Yeah. There you go. I was like, I'm killing these. There I know. Go. I was like, do you want to Xerox this shit? Because it's all the same, Susan. Like, it was. It was fucking. It was... And every every picture looked just like Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was. I'm not even kidding. Like after a while, like people were standing behind me, and I'm like sweating it out. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I. I don't know, same old nose and 
<laughs> because at because at a certain point, like older white guys, like they all they don't look they're all balding by the end of the day, you know, by the end by the end of their fucking life. And it's the CEOs, so it's only rich white people that are like the head of this corporation thing. So I'm like, this guy's bald, that guy's bald. <laughs> this guy's I, definitely got a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> At, at one point, I think I started cheating and actually like drew cartoon characters next to them so that it would be like, and you get a Garfield, and you get a Mickey. Get the fuck out of here. Did you ever yeah. people complain that like it didn't look like them? Um, no, no, I didn't have it. I didn't have them complain, but I did. <laughs> so. I was at a gig and I had to do I was doing these it was me and another caricaturist and uh because it was a huge event but it was like you know so it was just a split of the line basically but after this is I think my last gig after I would do somebody like about 20 minutes later I would see them on the other line <laughs> going for the other guy like maybe this guy will be better or whatever and I was like, <laughs> And I'd kind of, and I'm like, I'm like, if you want to just cut, just go ahead and fucking get him to do it. Cause, cause he, he, he used to like, I mean, he, he had like pastels and he would color it in. And after a while, I'm like, next. I just, I, just, I uh, yeah, I, that was not for me. I'm not a good customer service rep. <laughs> it's really a gift that some people have. Absolutely. No, yeah. Deal. Not deal, That's but like thrive in those environments. That's why, I, yeah. That's why I like the comedy thing. I get to be away from the audience. They have to listen to me. <laughs> I don't have to deal with anybody. You know, it's it's beautiful. Uh, have you ever thought about doing stand up? Um, uh, I mean, I have thought about it, but it just seems like a grueling process, much like learning street and learning how to talk. Yeah, like those hundred shows were really like brutal. I feel like it would be the same with stand-up, but yeah, um, it is yeah, brutal. I'm, just... I'm actually only 19, so it is a really, <laughs> it's a grueling, abhorrent process. It's rough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I guess it's a good backup plan. One day I won't be able to sit on my own head. <laughs> Perhaps I can do comedy. I just want this to go on record. This is the first time in history that anybody has said they were going to use stand up as their backup plan. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny, right? She's like, I guess if being amazing okay. doesn't work out, I'll do stand up. I don't know. <laughs> I guess oh, if God. my God given talent falls through. <laughs> Exactly. Oh God. Yeah. She's like, if I wind up horribly disfigured at some point, I might crawl onto a stage and <laughs> tell a few jokes. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, I no, it's definitely a, I love lot of, a lot of respect for comedians. So oh sure. Now you have respect for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now she does. Last 20 minutes she's been ripping me apart. <laughs> tell us how you feel. Um, that's awesome. Are you coming to the uh, Are you coming to the uh, U.S. anytime soon? I mean, I'm, I'm COVID uh, willing, by the way. But like, you know, do you have any plans? Yeah, um, I don't really have. Um, uh, I'm just trying not to think too much about like travel or where I would go. Or mm. um, I think that TikTok has opened up a lot of new opportunities for me working yes. online, and eventually I'll have like the opportunity to travel places and perform in new spaces and. Um, maybe one day tour, but I'm not like running to get rushing to get anywhere or wishing I would be anywhere else. That's cool. And you and you have a um a live thing that you do on Instagram, right? You said every uh, what day is it? So every Sunday at seven p.m. I do these really fun live circus shows on Instagram. Awesome, um, which are lots of fun. And then, That's really cool. Yeah, take it over to my exclusive page and do live streams over there and it's a bit more uh, not so family friendly circus shows <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> what was that uh, <laughs> um oh that's so funny no have you seen my uh link tree maybe you haven't um, i have not i've not seen your link tree I could, <laughs> this is this is my, this is me being not good at my, this is me being not good at my job uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> she's she's basically like, did you do any homework or research? I did. You, you I did. Go- yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I should. Cl- no, we'll we'll add your link tree to the thing. But what's uh, uh what's oh you have um uh yeah. So I do um, topless shows. shows on oh, nice. uh, topless circus shows on OnlyFans. Yeah, it's oh. definitely not like explicit, and it's um not necessarily porn per se. But I do like burlesque inspired tricks oh, nice. on OnlyFans. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know what? That's crazy. I mean, it like that. I feel like I don't know two, three years ago, if somebody had said that, they would have been like, "What the fuck?" But like since mm-hmm. the pandemic, everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool. You're on OnlyFans. Me too." Uh, <laughs> I'm not, but nobody, <laughs> nobody pays to see. But uh, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Well, so that's that, on your link tree on your um, tick on your what Instagram. is Instagram? Got yeah, it. Yeah, right, cool. Instagram. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'll share that. Because yeah, one of your mentors was part of the original the Moulin Rouge, right? I feel like yeah, that was yeah. a natural cool. transition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like um, because I'm I really love like doing all the posts and performing my tricks like on TikTok and I might do them like topless on certain ways, but um I really just love like live streaming on OnlyFans. I do it like three times a week and nice. I try out new material and um yeah, I use like different uh, lines from my street show and it really turns into like a show with an audience and they can like tip you through the platform much like a busker and yeah, I'm oh, noticing the similarities between like performing on the street and performing online. Right. Yeah. And it's got so it. Yeah. Well, new. it's much safer, I guess, to perform on the street. I mean, on, online than on the street. Uh, so that's... Uh, topless, definitely. Yeah. On the street, but yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a little bit of a hard time. Actually, in New York, that's just called Tuesday. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ridden the subway in New York, but um, you're gonna have a lot of competition. Uh, <laughs> no, that's incredible. Um, what other? The, so that you mentioned like the uh, Cirque du Soleil. Like, sir, do, you, do you have any like aspiration? Is that like where you'd like to? Like, is that still like a thing where you'd like to do like? Um, a Cirque du Soleil type of thing, or do you want to stay on your own, or are you into like the Moulin Rouge? Type, you know what I mean? Like, are you looking to join like another company or something like that? Or, um, honestly, I think my um, uh, goals and interests have changed uh, quite drastically since COVID and mm-hmm. in the past few years. I think all I ever wanted from like quite an early age was to do like a cabaret in Paris or Crazy Horse or like even Cirque du Soleil, and now that I'm at this, um, point it's like oh I really want to um have that uh, individuality as an artist and I think sometimes if you join like a company you're like playing their character you're very replaceable and oh. like doing the like smaller shows I love doing the fringes and the like side shows and just feels like a bit a bit more fun well I've done mm-hmm. both I've done corporate I've done work for companies and I know now that I kind of enjoy the smaller more intimate crowds mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of um, been really interesting because now I have this like, uh, well, I've got so much freedom performing online now where I'm really in control of like what I do and how I present myself. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm just kind of reassessing and thinking about where I'd like to perform or where I want to take um, this and uh, realizing that it uh, now with uh, TikTok and my reach online that um, my dreams can actually yeah. Come further you know it's like what i thought was possible is like now really um expanded yeah that's that's really smart i didn't think of it that way if you do one of those things like they you you're kind of burdened by what they want you to do and and you're easily replaceable Mm. that's a really great way to look at it as opposed to you know that's no longer your goal that's incredible Mm. yeah it's quite um sorry oh no no i was gonna ask did you do a lot of research on tiktok before you made the, the leap and the venture into it or was it like a natural transition that as soon as you started posting you started to get a lot of positive feedback um i first got tiktok at the beginning of the pandemic and i posted for six months pretty inconsistently and got no no views at all (laughs) and then i gave it up and started a new account uh three weeks ago three and a half weeks ago and my second video got 11 million views wow um yeah just kind of uh blew up I got I don't know if it's like necessarily luck but something all the everything was aligned in my life for that moment and yeah I got all of this uh energy flowing through me and it was uh yeah it hasn't really stopped and I've just been getting more creative with it 
And yeah, I think the more time that I spend on the platform, um, the more I'm kind of understanding like the algorithms and what works and how to film things and engagement and time. And uh, yeah, but I think I did more of the research uh, day two when I realized like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. happening. There's a lot of people I need to yeah. figure this out. Yeah, that's so, incredible. Yeah, so the lightning struck before you really tried to figure it out and you were like, all right, mm. now I need to know why that was so great. And then... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like my first three videos were just like filmed around the house in like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, I can do a stretch here, do a stretch there, blah, blah, blah. And just could not even comprehend that. Like, I just had no sight that this would happen. Yeah. And you yeah. did it from make it, you, you actually deleted your original account and then just started another account and it took off. Yeah. That is yeah. incredible. Yeah. I feel like I should do that with my entire life. Just delete. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. just delete it and then fucking, hey. Mm. Um, that's well, incredible. You, well, when you come back, John, you have to stretch more. That's what she's <laughs> going to tell you. <laughs> I wish somebody had told me that when I was running. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, just start stretching. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Um, that's incredible. Well, I don't want to like, uh, you've been on here for an hour. I told you I would keep you for an hour. We ask everybody this. So I hope, um, you don't mind. Um, I find that's a weird way to set this up. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> I know. Just, I'm just going to let it sit there for a minute. She's no. like, now it's going to get weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, now that I've subscribed to the only, no. um, so there's, uh, <laughs> how much I suck at this job is I had no idea. She's like, have you been to my link tree? And I'm like, link tree. Uh, <laughs> Go on. And this, this tree you speak of. <laughs> is it native to Australia? Uh, <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm never doing one of these again. Uh, so, um, no, what I was, what I, we, we like to ask the same, you know, kind of question at the end of every episode. And it's basically just if you had uh, a piece of advice that you could give to yourself um, when you were younger, something that would help you mm-hmm. along the way, uh, something that you know now, what would it be? Mm, probably just grab my shoulders and shake myself and say, believe, like believe in yourself. Um, I think it's like a competitive gymnast. Um, mm. Like when your focus is mostly on like competition, there might be like a little bit of anxiety and like like that competitive space. Like it's easy to feel those insecurities. And I can definitely identify with my younger self being like quite insecure and timid at times and not like uh, having that belief in myself and knowing that I'm like capable of creating whatever I want in life. And it sounds so lame, but it's just, it really needs to like, I find it's easier to just strip back to the basics and just say, yeah, like, remember to love yourself, remember to believe in yourself and yeah, know that you're capable of anything. No, that's, that's, um, that's, oh, <laughs> that's your, that's your <laughs> uh, older. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, it's a shame that you uh, uh, sent that to message because that's actually your older self in the future calling now. <laughs> Got, got another one for you, yeah. Marty. Marty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your 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 older self is like, do not do that comedian's podcast. <laughs> for the love of God, <laughs> don't do it. Problem is, her older self is in U.S. time, so it got there too late. Don't yeah, I meant I meant to say that that it's insane that you're actually in the future. We're in the past. It's it's still uh. Yeah, it's still Monday for us, and you're already like well into Tuesday. Wild, Wild. right? <laughs> she, she, I love how she was like some useful advice, but I'm as clueless as you. Do you have any advice from the future or anything? And uh, I don't know. Drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> Good know. advice. I'm gonna be right. dehydrated in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she, I think she's like I'm extremely hungover. Um, just a long night of partying with myself. That's life. I remember on Monday. Well, thank you so much for coming. I, I, part of me wanted to put you on on the on the spot and ask you for another trick, but I don't want to do that to you. Um, but uh, do you have another trick you could do? Um, what can I do? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do a handstand. It's kind of boring, but no, do whatever you want to do. I'll say hello. 
Yeah, if you could, if you want to say goodbye doing a handstand, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I can That's do that. Sign out. Sweet. It's our first handstand on the show. Oh my so god! I've been I like a croissant, like hunched over that whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little loud. <laughs> I was gonna say I heard every muscle crack. <laughs> Sweet. Listening to me. It's a little bit. Oh my God. That is incredible. Hi, I'm Shannon Michaela. <laughs> my only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Seriously, you're amazing. This is a lot of fun. No, thank you. This is a um, great, great experience. <laughs> oh, this is incredible. All right, cool. Uh, do you want to leave? We should like have bit? required this to be the entire episode just like yeah. this. Like the whole just, episode should have been just for jacked arms like, like that. that. <laughs> She's like typing to us at their computer. That'd be great. Uh, okay. Amazing. Well, it was lovely meeting you, and uh, like I said, thanks again. You can, if you want to get out of that, you can. If you want, we'll just exit let, you. Out. I know I was gonna let her wave goodbye with her. V <laughs> oh, you wanted her to wave goodbye? It. Oh, she should have. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to make her stay like that, for God's sake. No, no, no. I'm super glad that I did this. I've only ever done um, one interview like podcast before, and I oh. bombed it, and it's on the internet forever. So, oh no, I'm stoked about this. Well, we will. Oh, good. I'm so glad. We had so much fun with you, and uh, we're going to cut this up. There's going to be there's going to be a full episode on. Uh, this is really interesting. What people want to hear, uh, but kind <laughs> of save this for the backstage. Yeah, let, let's let's do the green yeah, let's room. Do that. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for coming out tonight. Thank you for checking us out. If you didn't catch the whole episode, make sure you check us out on YouTube. You can see the video version because you definitely want to see that of this. Or you can hear us anywhere where you hear podcasts: Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out. Shannon, don't go anywhere. We're going to go back to the green room. But thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Peace. Dystopia tonight.